Welcome to the Luminous Space Podcast, weekly meditations, readings, and blessings to assist with our rest, peace, and spiritual wellness. You can find out more at LuminousAnglican.com. So welcome back to the Luminous Space Podcast. Today is Good Shepherd Sunday, and truthfully, it's one of my favorite times in the calendar to reflect. Part of that is because of the scriptures that are assigned for this. John 10, 11 through 18, and Psalm 23. I want to read both of those and offer some reflections today. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of darkness, you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. John 10, 11-18 I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolves coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, I Lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. So between Psalm 23 and John 10, there is a depth to ponder and acknowledge We could spend hours on them together. The metaphor of a shepherd is as old as this text. 
And today we have some space to reflect on our projections of Christ, our Good Shepherd. Have we hidden Jesus behind our bad experiences or our distorted view of a spiritual leader? Well, that's addressed here in this passage of John. A hired hand doesn't really care for the sheep. They scatter when trouble comes. I know that many who like uh, to process Christian leaders in derogatory ways, and all for good reason. But at some point, our trust that erodes with Christian leaders here in our time sometimes gets muddied with our true good shepherd in Jesus. I will be the first to admit that my good shepherd, my true shepherd, is Christ and Christ alone. I love the relationships and the, the polity that we find in our Anglican world of bishops and archbishops other priests and deacons, these are helpful actually in our times, more so maybe now than we've ever known. But all of our true Good Shepherd is Christ. Set apart and holy. And I don't know anyone who likes to be referred to as a sheep. I mean, It's mostly used with derogatory intent these days. But in our worship of individualism, most of our idols have been made in our likeness. So perhaps what we don't like about other leaders is what we don't like about ourselves. This truly has so much depth, and this may open up some some pain for some of us. But I have hope to offer in the likeness of Jesus and the hope of being a part of something bigger. So belonging to a flock is a part of something beyond our scope these days, a family. Together in our baptism, my friend Glenn Packiam made mention this past week that we want Jesus, but we don't always want the family. See, our baptism is stronger It's a stronger bond than any other thing that we can name. We have connections with people who pull for the same teams, vote the same way, watch the same shows, follow the same podcasts, but our bond of our baptism in Christ is way greater than any of that 
And that means that a Christian in Syria can be more of a sister or neighbor than someone who lives across the street. And that this doesn't mean that we aren't to be neighbors or in solidarity with our humanity with one another. We are to be salt and light wherever we are. But being a part of a family can be difficult. And we all have a crazy uncle or aunt or cousin. But to acknowledge that we are part of a flock helps us to see that we are with a good shepherd. To be aware of whose we are. In ancient times, shepherds did not drive their sheep. They led them, they guided them to sources of fresh water that they were unlikely to find on their own. It was also the shepherd's job to look out for them, to acknowledge the landscapes and terrain where they were traveling, what time of day, what time of night, what kind of animals would they encounter along the way. And we can see in Psalm 23 a declaration of faith, a statement of trust, a confession declaring God's care and presence. It's a poetic statement of fundamental realities. If we have the eyes to see and the ears to hear. Thankfully, the image of the Good Shepherd can eventually diffuse our cynicism. All of our past hurts and pains with other leaders or family members. To learn and even relearn to recognize our Shepherd's voice will help us recognize the need for our shepherd's presence. Maybe we're like the two on the road to Emmaus. It was only in the breaking of the bread where their eyes were opened to see Jesus as he truly was and for who he truly was. As Jesus says, good shepherds know their sheep and their sheep know them. Jesus calls himself the good shepherd to show the great intimacy that could and should exist in our communion. Whenever we lose trust in a system or a church or a leader, it is not Jesus whom we lose our trust. The valley of the shadow of death helps us to gaze on in awe and wonder as the Good Shepherd goes ahead of us into the darkness. His rod, his staff, two poles of wood come together in a new pattern, a shape which will etch itself onto the heart of the world. N.T. Wright says, we look at the cross and we are comforted. So the cross became a symbol for our Good Shepherd, a mark of the family, if you will, 
We cross ourselves. We wear jewelry. We get tattoos. We put them up in our homes as reminders of whose we are. In a way, marking ourselves to live in a particular way with a certain intentionality. In our baptism, we are marked as Christ's own forever. Christ was sometimes difficult to predict or typecast. Henry Nouwen says this, Mostly we think of people with great authority as higher up, far away, hard to reach. But spiritual authority comes from compassion and emerges from deep inner solidarity with those who are subject to authority. The one who is fully like us, who deeply understands our joys and our pains, our hopes and despairs, our desires, and who is willing and able to walk with us, that is the one to whom we gladly give authority and whose subjects we are willing to be. With Jesus, God is with us, has gone before us, guiding us into a deeper communion and awareness of his care, presence, and gives us a way to reflect the great light of the world. Thanks be to God. Friends, may the God who through the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ has given us life, give you joy and peace in your faith. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen. If you would like more information or ways to be a part of Luminous, please go to LuminousAnglican.com. Peace be with you.